You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 164. This episode is sponsored by Tower Garden, a vertical growing garden that grows herbs, vegetables, and fruits all year round. It's simple and easy to use. Forget about weeds. Just grow and harvest fresh produce. Want to learn more? Visit www.ericsue.towergarden.com. First time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. Long time listener? We thank you for your continued support. No matter who you are, do us a favor and hit the share button so all your friends can hear this amazing content too. All right, are you ready to be amazed? Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a knowledgeable personal trainer with us today. His name is David Dykeman. We will be talking about the importance of proper lifting techniques. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to David. David, are you ready to make it happen? David has over five years of experience in strength and conditioning and a lifetime of experience in sports performance training. He is a USA Weightlifting Level 2 Advanced Sports Performance Coach. He's a Certified Weightlifting Performance Coach through Athletes Acceleration, NASM Certified Personal Trainer with Weight Loss Specialist, CPR, AED Certified through AHA, a gymnast for University of Iowa, and then graduated with a BA in Exercise Science from the University of Iowa. David, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with us a little bit more on how you got started? Yeah, um, I mean, I've been in fitness for my entire life. I was a gymnast since the age of three. So, I mean, working out and staying in shape is pretty much all I know. Uh, went to college originally to study sports psychology. Being a gymnast, it's a lot of mental toughness, and you go through a lot of different things. Ended up switching over to exercise science. I enjoyed working with people and uh, getting them to their goals and figuring out how to best help people improve their quality of life so that's that's kind of that track and i've dabbled in a few different realms of fitness from crossfit to personal training to gymnastics coaching so it's i've i've worked with a lot of different types of people with different mindsets and i ultimately came up to uh enjoying personal training and olympic weightlifting the most so that's what my gym is based around and where i've taken things Great. Excellent. Uh, there's one question that my audience loves to hear the answer to, and that question is, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Uh, well, I'll take it back to the gymnastics. I was on the junior Olympic national team for a couple of years when I was younger, so that's probably, being a gymnast, you don't you don't get too many different experiences, so a lot of, the, <laughs> a lot of my youth experiences come from the gymnastics realm. Awesome. Sounds pretty intense. Was it pretty yeah. intense? Yeah, you're normally training six days a week for three, four hours a day. So nice. you go to school, go home, go to the gym, go home, go back to school. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. But the best experience of your life, you think, or one of the better ones? Yeah, I'm. I'm I my work ethic has definitely stemmed from that that realm. Uh, being time oriented and goal oriented definitely stems from gymnastics. Awesome, very good. Um, so let's dive into this 
topic that we concluded the other time we talked, which was uh, the importance of proper lifting techniques. And, you know, when, when you start training people and, and when you help people out, um, why do you think that's really important? Well, so being a gymnast, again, everything is going to stem back from that. Um, I've had my fair share of surgeries already. I'm 25, so I don't want my, my clients to have to go through the same things that I had to. So really focusing in on technique and making sure that everything's done properly uh, based on their bio, biomechanics really try, minimizes the amount of risk that we have to take and makes it so that they can get the, the most bang for their buck without getting injured. Right, right, right. What, what have you gone through, by the way? Uh, had a slap tear in my shoulder so I'd have, when I was a sophomore in high school um, in my shoulder, so I had to get my shoulder fixed. I tore my patella tendon and chipped my tibia when I was a freshman in college. And then just from overuse, I had one of my wrists worked on for carpal bossing, actually, mm. which is very strange, strange <laughs> thing, but got to have it fixed. Yeah. I, what do you see people are doing that they could do better? And um, how do you help them? Uh, most, I think the biggest thing that in general I see when they come in is uh, hip mobility or like getting into that bottom position on the squat. Uh, people spend too much time sitting in chairs, especially as you get older and start sit, having a desk job where your hips start tightening up and you just can't get the same range of motion that you, your body needs. Mm. Um, so making sure you're staying mobile in the hip and the, and the lower extremities is definitely a must. Um, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest thing I see when people come in here. And, and do you, what's the assessment that you walk, uh, take people through? Uh, most of the time I have them work pole squats first. So I'll, I'll have, let them hold on to a, like a beam or something like that. Something sturdy and just watch them go down, see if they play around with their foot positions, try to make it as personalized of a squat position for that person as we can. And then from there I'll give them flexibility stuff to work on uh strengthening stuff to strengthen certain parts of the, the lower extremities or the lower back to allow them to hold certain positions a little bit easier while they're squatting Absolutely. so it's yeah i, I was going to say that um you and i are probably similar in in, in the fact that we we want to make sure that that alignment is is um is there uh hip knee and ankle alignment and um proper range of motion is is there as well um, obviously the people, uh, don't really do these uh, movements, um, regularly and, and that's why they come see us. Yep. What is it that, that, um, you're doing special or different? Um, I, I understand the, the pole squat to, to assess them and everything. Um, people listening to this, wh what do they have to watch out for if they don't have a trainer? What do they have to watch out for? Um, rounding of the back is probably the biggest thing. Uh, on any lift, actually. Uh, but for squatting, I'd say making sure that they go below parallel if they want to avoid uh, knee strains or any, any issues with, uh, with, the, with the patella area. Because if you don't squat low enough, you're just loading up that small joint of the knee rather than squatting all the way down where you're loading more of the, the hips. So, um, yeah, making sure you're hitting depth. Okay. And keeping your back tight. 
Yeah, I, um, you may have been taught that uh, people should be um, sitting as if they're sitting into a chair. Yep. Um, and that, that chair height would be approximately, what, 18 inches maybe, 20 inches? Yeah, I'd even go a little bit lower than that for a lot of people. Just, I mean, if you look at third world countries or uh, you look at like little kids, when they go to pick something up, they're squatting all the way down, getting their butts all the way down to the ground. Mm. So as long as you can do that and maintain a, a flat back and keep everything where it needs to be, uh, you'll engage more muscles going further down. You'll get a better response from your body. Um, so yeah, I'd say, I'd say 18 is about the highest that I'd go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and here's an interesting thing that, that, uh, maybe you can say it differently than I've said in the past R rounded back. What is that? What, what exactly is that? So, so people can get an understanding, uh, hips tucked under, um, flexion of the lower back. So the lower back right above your butt pushes away from See, how can I say that? It, uh, it curves the opposite direction that it normally does. Mm, okay. The spine curves towards the belly button. Um, when you're squatting, you want to maintain straight or slightly curved towards the belly button. You want to really avoid rounding away so that your spine's being pulled away from the belly button. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good description. The spine is a reference point. Very good. Um, and then beyond the, the squat, which is, uh, uh, I guess, the king move there, uh, what other movements, um, lifting techniques, should people be looking out for? Deadlifts. Mm. Uh, de again, that round back, I, when I was working in the crossfit realm, it was far too often that I see people uh, losing sight of what technique they should be using just to go faster or attempt to lift more weight mm. um so yeah make, doing more of like an rdl motion or a stiff leg deadlift but and using mostly your back and rounding your back on a deadlift uh that i'd say that's the biggest one and then also that the the mixed grip on mm. the deadlift. um i i don't believe too much in that i know it's good for getting a, a stronger grip but when you're looking at general fitness or you're looking at improving your overall strength like the olympic list or something like that you you're creating an imbalance in your body when you're doing that mixed grip because now it's not a symmetrical movement you have one side turn pronated the other side supinated so mm -hmm. it's it's creating this imbalance in your body and when you have that the, the supinated hand you're going to be pulling a little bit harder with that bicep and i've seen far too many people rupture a bicep mm -hmm. Not in my gym, but uh, <laughs> years I've seen too many people do that. So uh, I'd say that's the other big one: the so round back and that mixed grip. Mm. And, and uh, for those who are not familiar with the deadlift technique, um, can you quickly describe what that movement is? The deadlift is the epitome of weightlifting. You are, <laughs> you are doing exactly what you think. You're picking up heavy weights and you're putting it back down. Um, the best way I explain it to my clients is it's almost like a, a squat where the bar is below you. Uh, you want to have the same general body position. You're going to bend at the knees, keep the back flat, flex at the hips, uh, lower down to the bar, and then you stand the weight up and you lower it back down in the exact same movement pattern. So um, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you can always Google it, right? <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, absolutely. Or up, you put it back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's, I think there's a fascination to it because of CrossFit, I guess. Um, uh, what, what, real quickly, what's your your like dislike uh, of CrossFit? I like about CrossFit. I like that it's getting people up and active. Um, it, I find it more of a, a fad workout right now. Uh, people do really enjoy doing it. I give them props. I don't like breathing that hard and feeling like I'm dying. But um, I do like the fact that it gets people up up and active and into the, the weightlifting world. Um, it gets people exposed to the Olympic lifts, which is pretty cool because that it that's made that sport grow. Um, and I know if we had more people actually focusing on the O lifts, we might be able to produce something in the Olympics for once. Mm. It's <laughs> very far and few between. Yeah. Um, and I like that they make them do body weight exercises like handstand push-ups and rope climbs and pull-ups and stuff like that but that brings me to this part of crossfit that i dislike the most which is the techniques that they use to do the lifts mm. uh, being a, a former gymnast the uh the ways they go about doing the gymnastic part of crossfit is terrifying <laughs> to say it nicely uh I, I've never agreed with how they do a lot of the CrossFits or the CrossFit gymnastics stuff, but um, I, I think it's a way that I think that's why so many people get injured doing doing CrossFit. They go into the the butterfly pull-ups a little too quickly, so their shoulders aren't ready for it. Mm. Uh, kipping handstand push-up, you're staying on your neck for an extended period of time, and then trying to thrust yourself up using your neck and legs, and then you're crashing back down onto your head. Now, obviously. There are people that do it correctly. They lower themselves down nicely, and not everybody that does a kipping exercise is doing it incorrectly. It's just I too far or too often do you see people using the kipping just to just to get through the movements. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, and the other thing I dislike is the the time orient the time oriented workouts. So you're trying to do lots of lifting especially the Olympic lifts, those should not be done high volume for in, a, in, a, in the middle of a workout. They're too technical. It's too easy to mess something up and get hurt. So, hmm. uh, I was going to say, David, real quick, that, that uh, that's an interesting take um, from your perspective with that experience and um, from someone who's just looking from afar or just observing, um, there are many types of people uh, some people are like, wow, that's so challenging and, and interesting. And then there are people uh, who are like, whoa, that's way too much. Not for me. Right. And, yep. um, you know, there, there's got to be a balance or something um, that works. I don't know. Yeah. And I so that I mean, there's there's different type of programming for for CrossFit. Um, the ones that I've experienced the most are. They're very focused on the, uh, the Metcons, the um, what are the, the wads, the workouts of the oh, day. Yeah, so like yeah. The AMRAPs, the the short bursts of energy that that they do for those, and there's other ones that you see more of the 
high level CrossFit athletes do, which are more, they do more strength based workouts. They do conditioning and then they'll do their, their Metcons occasionally. So they're working on the strength at one point, they're working on the conditioning separately, and then every once in a while they're throwing it all together so that they they know how to do it when the time comes for a competition. Right. You have the two different, I'm sure there's more, but the, the two that I've seen, and it's two completely different mindsets, two completely different goals, one's healthier for the body than the other. Hmm. Um, let's just maybe slightly switch gears. How, how do you approach, uh, lifting then, uh, differently than CrossFit? What, what is your approach? Uh, my approach, I do more, I guess you could consider it more of a bodybuilding style workout. Um, I do splits. So, uh, depending on how many times the clients plan on coming in each week, I split their workouts up into different, so I'll do like a leg day one day. Then I'll do upper body workouts, and I'll do a conditioning day every week. So once a week, we do a conditioning day. And my goal for the clients is to increase their muscle mass, which in turn increases their metabolism, which helps them burn fat at a more consistent rate throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do a lot of conditioning or um, endurance training, so just like going out and jogging or something like that, you yes, while you're doing it, you're in a good burning state for fat but as soon as you stop it's it's not doing any work for you because you're not creating anything that's going to help you burn more in the long term got it so it's a lot of we do a lot of uh a lot of strength training here a lot of hypertrophy training um and again the the main difference between my gym and across the gym is my my gym is very personalized goal oriented so while Person A might be doing this for weight loss. Person B might be doing it just to get stronger. Person C might be doing it for athletic performance. So it's, um, everyone has their own workouts. And so when when people come in, there's multiple different people all doing different workouts all at the same time. So it's not that cookie-cutter approach mm-hmm. that uh, CrossFit kind of gears towards. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. And, and obviously with your your um, training, your your making sure people are lifting properly to prevent injuries and to get the maximum results. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that setup. And, and as you were explaining your approach to fitness, it, it's exactly what I uh, have been preaching uh, ever since I graduated from Purdue in 99 and, and uh, been training clients. And, and that's so true. And it's so, um, how would you say, effective? Because ultimately, um, it's muscle mass that that... Um, burns those calories uh, uh, 24-7 pretty much. Yep. So let me let me ask you this real quick, David. Um, when when you're, list, you're seeing someone, uh, let me get back to the lifting techniques. When you're seeing someone who is uh, improperly lifting, um, what is it that is the advice that you give this person? Uh, well, first I'll, I'll correct their form during the list. I'll have, if, if it's something that's bad enough that it makes me cringe or I look over and I see it like I'll stop them in the middle of the set and I'll have them drop the bar or whatever they're doing reevaluate and get them in the right positions if it's something that is just a little off they'll finish the set I'll go over I'll talk to them about it depending on how many clients I have in in the gym at, a, at the time 
and then I'll explain why you don't want to do it that way. I'll back it up with my knowledge, and I'll, I'll go about it that way. So just because I am a little bit on the younger side, um, I have noticed that being able to back up my information with knowledge tends to help people uh, listen to me a little mm. bit easier. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, do you um, help people with uh, slight injuries and um, help them work through lifting techniques if they have some injuries? Yeah, I actually have a guy coming in right now who uh, is just recovering from a shoulder surgery from CrossFit. So I've been working with him on uh, rehabbing that and trying to get back into lifting form. I had a lady who for the past 30 years has suffered from really bad migraines just from almost anything anything would set it off and now she's gone an entire month without having a migraine so i mean i i work with pretty much anyone willing to put in the time and effort and really listen to me the more if you're injured or you have uh issues with your movement patterns you'll have to spend a little bit more time working the technique before i allow you to throw some weight on there but um yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, um, everyone is on a um, different pace on their fitness journey, and uh, everyone, um, although uh, want it, wants results like yesterday, right? Uh, it is a process, and everyone has to to go through this process. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. One one other thing that um, I wanted to just talk about real quick with you, and and knowing that you have this experience, which is, you know, why would anybody um, lift Olympic lifts? Uh, I, I want to go back to that for a second here. Uh, you can use it for a lot of different purposes. I mean, the, the main one that you see are uh, athletes. It definitely works your explosive, explosive muscle tissue. So you, you can get faster off the line. You can jump higher, run faster. Pretty much anything athletic related, uh, the Olympic list will help with. Um, and since they are more explosive, you will in turn burn a few more calories while you're doing it. So it's great for weight loss as well. Um, and then they're just fun. It's mm. a challenge. It's, it's a compound movement that uses your entire body and makes you actually think about what you're doing rather than just mindlessly repping out on monotonous lifts. So it has a little excitement to, to, to your workout. Would there be one um, lift that you would recommend for beginners or someone to check out? Uh, out of the Olympic lifts, the the clean is probably the safest. Um, just because you're not putting it overhead. I'd say the snatch is a little bit more advanced lift. Uh, that's the one where it goes from... On the ground, and you get it up all the way overhead in one movement. The clean you catch on your shoulders. So, the uh, again that that risk of getting injured is a lot lower on the clean if done correctly. Now that being said, the snatch I do find easier to teach just because of where you hit, pop the bar off of when you're trying to get it up, and it it, it makes more sense to people. So, if you're te learning it on your own. I'd say go with the clean first. If you have a trainer that knows what they're talking about, they sh both should be pretty easy to teach, but uh, the snatch is definitely an easier one. Okay, okay. And, and these are, um, um, how would you say, 
beginner level you can always start beginner level with these oh yeah yeah you can always take it um, you can break it down to pretty much any I, i've taught seven-year-olds how to do clean and jerks and snatches so um if you break it down correctly and you work from the top down so you work from the hip and you work from the knee then you work from the ground starting points uh it, it all kind of makes sense and um it's pretty easy to pick up hmm. what, what would be the frequency of this type of training um if somebody wants to incorporate it into the regimen uh i'd say that really depends on what their goal is um I have my athletes doing it multiple times a week, um, and then more of my general general clients. I might have them do some kind of a Olympic lift just to start off their workout. One, it, all, it helps get the body a little bit more warmed up after they've started their warm up. Two, they're a little bit more aware of what their body's doing at the beginning of their warm up, so that the movement patterns a lot more crisp rather than at the end where you're exhausting and you're trying to get through the workout. And then three, it, um, what was I going to say? It, it allows them to, to learn the movement on a more consistent basis. So like if you do, if you do a little bit every day, they'll remember it mm. a lot better and they'll learn it a little bit faster than if you do it once a week, twice a week, where it's a lot more spread out between attempts. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. So, so something for, um, my audience to consider, um, uh, find someone like David's caliber, maybe, or experience, and, and give it a shot. Uh, it wouldn't hurt, right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then, just real quick here, it, it's totally different from powerlifting, or yes. is, are they pretty parallel? Uh, powerlifting is more raw strength, so it's how much can you squat, how much can you bench, how much can you deadlift. And, I mean, that has the same idea uh, as a, an Olympic lift, but the movements themselves are completely different they're both compound but the deadlift the squat and the bench are a lot less a lot less technical i almost want to say i mean there are lots of techniques that you can use for each one of those to help lift more weight but if you look at how many different body parts are moving on each lift and where you have to try to catch the weight and what the what the weight itself is doing the olympic lifts are a whole nother level yeah yeah that's probably a whole new uh discussion there however um we're getting to the end here david so thank you so much for your time uh just the last few questions for you okay sounds good awesome um let's start off with uh any um tips maybe three tips that you have uh for optimal health and wellness for our audience three three top tips that you would give them three top tips uh work out Sleep well and eat well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So basic. So basic. Go uh, back to the basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. And then um, last two, uh, how, do you get, how do people get a hold of you and your last piece of advice? How do people get a hold of me? Um, I have a Facebook page. It's CR Elite Strength Training. Uh, you can go to my website and reach me there. Um, or you can email me at my first initial last name, so D Dykeman at CR Elite Strength Training dot com. Uh, those are probably the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Um, I think my phone number is on my website and the Facebook page, so you can also give me a call. Uh, last piece of advice: Do not be afraid to ask for help hmm. uh, when when it comes to lifting. Too many people see personal trainers as a waste of money. Um, 
they they're they're there to help you uh and definitely look for one that's qualified um ask for their qualifications i don't think i've been asked my qualifications since i've opened my gym but uh do your research on what what that person knows so you know you're getting a good getting the most bang for your buck yeah absolutely very good advice david awesome awesome info i know my audience is gonna um learn a lot and um they may even reach out to you some more Olympic lifting uh, questions. However, uh, at this time, it's the end, and I really appreciate you contributing, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk again. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Thanks, David. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.